Welcome to Promocast Canada, the one and only show produced especially for Canada's promotional products community. Brought to you by the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada and the President and CEO of PPPC, Jonathan Strauss. Let's talk shop. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Promocast Canada. My name is Jonathan Strauss, and I'm the President and CEO of Promotional Products Professionals of Canada. Welcome back to our podcast and thanks for listening in with us. Today, I'm excited to have with us Gavin Rich and Gavin is the president of Tough Duck and Richelieu. And so Gavin, welcome and thanks for joining us today. Jonathan, thank you. Pleasure to be here. So let's start with some basics. You and I are both in Winnipeg, although we don't know each other very well, but um, we're we're both in Winnipeg today. Correct. And we're, we're just waiting for the first snowfall of the year. Anytime now. Yes. Well, and you sell outerwear, so you're probably more excited than I am. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, Gavin, let's, um, you know, Canada's a small country. I was just communicating with somebody today that I realized uh, used to be in the promotional products industry, is now helping with other things. You know, Winnipeg's a small country. Winnipeg, I think we often refer to as a small town. So, um it's exciting for me to actually, you know, to talk to you about some of the family history of your company because I realized uh, earlier in doing some research, my family's history is actually across the street from I think where you're sitting today. So, do you want to talk, take us back? You're you are many generations into uh, into the garment industry, I think as it was called at one time. Do you want to take us back to uh, I think it's your great grandfather or great great grandfather? Take us back to how your family got got into where you are today. Excellent, for sure. Um, so, so actually, Jonathan, our family histories do link in terms of, of this garment industry history in, in the fact that my, my grandfather, who, who came to Canada from, from Eastern Europe um, in, the, uh, in the early 30s, um, uh, came here and uh, worked as a garment cutter. As a matter of fact, just across the street at the same company that, uh, that your family has, has roots at. Um, my grandfather was cutting, um, and, and, and cutting is basically big bolts of fabric stacked quite high with, with large knives. Um, uh, we come from generations of, of, uh, clothing, uh, clothing people in our, in our family. Um, and my grandfather cutting went to his boss and asked his boss for a 10 cents an hour raise. Uh, instead of a raise, uh, my grandfather was fired on the spot. And ever since then, he started his own business called Winnipeg Pants and Sportswear. And that is how Tough Duck was born in 1939. Okay, so when we were talking before we started recording, you didn't tell me that some great-grandfather, or not grandfather, great-great-uncle of mine may have fired your, your, your grandfather. <laughs> That's right. That makes this story even better. But um, yeah, it's a, you know, for, for those people listening that know the history of Winnipeg, uh, there's certainly a lot of history in the garment industry and... Uh, and a lot of the very successful companies, yours and, and Western Glove and others, have been around a long time. So um, it's exciting, though, to see that your company is still firmly entrenched in Winnipeg's Exchange District. So um, can you can you talk about what that's like to be a a you know I'm gonna I keep saying garment, but that's not really what you are. You you, you know that's a, probably an old word today. But can you talk about what it was like um, for your company to grow up here on the prairies and to continue to be, uh, you know, based in Winnipeg and, and supplying product all over? Absolutely. Um, I think that, uh, and, and, you know, Winnipeg is a, is a wonderful place. It actually is one of the largest uh, garment centers in North America. Today, um, even though, um, you know, the business has changed, there's a huge 
uh, a clothing industry here, some some fantastic companies and a terrific infrastructure uh, of, uh, of of creative uh, and amazing uh, apparel talent here. So so that 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 never stopped from from the 20s and 30s here in town. So so that's what's amazing. Um, uh, you know, for example, uh, Canada Goose um, uh, has two extremely large factories here in here in the city, um, and there's a major infrastructure. So so that's it. Basically, though, I think Winnipeg is a very isolated uh, city. Uh, Jonathan, you mentioned it's it's like the biggest, uh, you know, it's it's like the biggest small town uh, or the smallest biggest city, if you will. You know, we're we're big enough to have a professional hockey team. We have an incredible ballet. We have an incredible symphony. Uh, a vibrant uh, theater community. We we spend uh, more per capita on restaurants and and uh, theater and culture than any other place in Canada because we're isolated. And because we're isolated, um, we could never as a company succeed just on selling the Winnipeg or even the Manitoba market. In order for us to get the economies of scale that we needed for our factory, we needed to be a national co- uh, company across Canada. So because we're Winnipeg uh, as well, um, which is which is not very well, um, not very well, um, uh, promoted, I think, but Manitoba is a bilingual province. So many of us that grew up here in Manitoba, myself included, um, you know, had the opportunity to go to French immersion. And although I don't consider myself bilingual, I certainly have a working uh, knowledge of the French language and able to conduct business. And that bilingual um uh, perspective also helps on that national scope. So we were always comfortable in Quebec speaking French uh, because it's a, it's you know coming from a bilingual province. We always needed Ontario in order to succeed. So we really looked at Winnipeg as a wonderful base to be and and using it as a launching pad for the rest of the country as well. We are in the center of North America, so geographically and logistically that that allows us to to be really good and fast on shipping. Now, so Gavin, I know that um, you do some domestic manufacturing and you do some overseas. So can you tell us what kinds of roles uh, within your company are, are based in Winnipeg? Um, what, what are the things that you're doing out of your base of operations in, in Winnipeg? We've got about uh, probably, uh, and this is our peak season right now, being in in the you know the fourth quarter of, of uh, 2021. So today we'll have about 125 employees. Um, those 125 employees, about 120 of them are here in Winnipeg, um, and um, and the rest. I mean, all the creative decisions are done here. Uh, even though we do about 90% of our production in overseas factories, um, we are not ready-made garment as they RMG as they say in the industry. We do all of our patterns here in our head office. We do all of our specking. Um, we, we, we ask for our own fabrics. Uh, we design every little piece right down to the thread and the stitch uh, here with our Winnipeg team. And, and then we'll use our, our overseas factories to produce, but it's all our own, all our own design. So we're manufacturers overseas. We're not buying ready-made product. I think that's really, really important. As well, we've got um, a small but vibrant factory here, um, and and it's been incredible. Uh, we have our own line, uh, Tough Duck Black Label, that is exclusively made in, in Canada, as well as um, it really helps us um, navigate uh, inventory issues, the supply chain issues. Uh, we have a uniform program that we offer. We're able to um, customize for leg lengths or sleeve lengths of pants or shirts. So really the the, uh, the domestic factory a- adds an incredible amount of flexibility, uh, market readiness uh, to our, our long-term or our long-standing um, overseas factory uh, 
uh, factory network, but everything is done and all the brain trust, everything is done here in Winnipeg. We do have an Ontario sales manager, that's uh, Jane McCarthy, um, who's based in Ontario and uh, and works exclusively for us. Um, and we do have quality control people that do work for our company. We don't use third-party quality control. Everything that we do, we control. And so we, you know, every industry is talking about people these days. And so, um, how are you finding hiring and retaining people, you know, from your sewing machine operators to you, you know, your top management team? How are you finding things in the market today with hiring and retaining top talent in, in Canada? Excellent question, Jonathan. Um, uh, it's a talent war today. Um, and, um, and it used to be uh, in the old days here in Winnipeg where, you know, our competition would be, uh, you know, we need a pattern maker and that pattern maker is, is working for a competing uh, clothing company. And, and there was a lot of competition within, within the, the clothing industry. Now I believe it's a global talent war. Um, now that, that people can work, work remotely from absolutely anywhere. It means that anybody can work for absolutely anybody. Um, here in Winnipeg, um, we we were faced with a uh, Amazon, brand new Amazon warehouse, uh, brand new uh, Amazon office in, um, in the Forks, uh, which is attracting quite a bit of talent. So it is challenging out there, but, um, and and this is where, where we really are, are proud. Um, we have a very, very good culture here in our company. Um, we retain all of our talent. We, we, we're honestly not seeing, um, we're not seeing people leaving at all. Uh, we have long-term incredible talented people. Uh, our warehouse, which is really at, at and, and I'll be quite frank at that, at that level, that's, that's hard to find warehouse workers today. That's a worldwide shortage and, and well-documented in the media. Uh, we're lucky because we've got uh, most of our warehouse staff for our peak season um, temporary employees are coming from references. Um, we have a couple people we got, to, we certainly got through the regular application pro- process, but most of our uh, most of our warehouse staff are uh, friends and relatives of our current staff who know um, what a great what a great place it is to work. Um, we 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 have you know, tremendous, a tremendous culture. And, and, and that really keeps people. Um, and a culture means being able to uh, work, um, uh, work uh, remotely, if, you know, if required or, or have flexible work, uh, being able to, uh, being able to really use your talents to the most that you can, that one can, um, and moving things forward and, and really getting the best potential. So um, I'm very proud of our culture. We, 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 we've always worn blue jeans and t-shirts here because we get our hands dirty. Uh, we embrace technology. Um, we we trust people. So that's really helped us retain and keep people. No question, it's a challenge. Um, but but uh, it's really the people in, in in the company are helping us attract uh, others. And so, what advice do you have for other leaders about building that great culture and retaining top talent? Uh, that's a great question. Um, uh, talent. Sorry, uh, culture is. It's not something that that you can you can create immediately. Um, every company has a different culture. There's there's no right one. Um, it's just creating that culture that uh, that will attract the the kind of talent that you would like to attract. Um, so uh, um, I think that that I think really um, being a listener. Um, I, I like to look at myself as a servant leader. Um, I, I am not an expert um, in anything. Um, I look to the talent that we have here in our team to make those decisions. 
Um, and and because because of the trust that we put in our people, and 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 they're 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 able to to fly here, we we, we give very very little um, uh, restrictions, and um, somebody can can really bring everything they have and use every piece of ability they have. Um, you know, we pay extremely competitively. We have a really good bonus program, but at the end of the day, money doesn't do it. It's, it's, it's to some, you know, everybody that's in this building, I want to make sure uh, has a choice to come to work every day because I want the top talent and their choice is to come work at Tough Duck. And I think that's, that's just, you know, having a, a culture of respect and, and, um, and listening. And, and for me, it's servant leadership. Great. Well, thanks. Thank you for sharing that. So um, you talked a little bit about um, made in Canada. So what what are the products that that you continue to make in Canada and why is that important for you? Well, it's it's always very important because um, for us, it's it's control. And and today, um, um, and especially in the in, in the promotional industry, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, um, you know, we, we do supply retail as well. And, and in retail, you know, you can, you know, and, and in clothing, there's size runs, right? You have smalls, mediums, larges, et cetera. And what happens is, is that in retail, let's just say you, you, you know, um, a supplier misses a size. Most retailers will accept that shipment. They'll hang the garments, uh, hang the clothing on their, on their shelves. And, and if there's a missing size, then that's back ordered to, to arrive whenever. In the promo industry, let's say let's say um, let's say we have a promo customer that's outfitting a, a, a small uh, um, plumbing company, and they've got twenty employees. Well, we can't get that entire order, and and the promo company cannot get that entire order until all twenty members of that plumbing company have their decorated, properly embroidered uh, work garments to go out in there to, to see their customers. So our, our, that's a good example where our domestic factory will allow us to make that one odd size or make that those missing pieces so that we can complete those orders seamlessly. So it looks exactly the same in all our factories. You can't tell what was made in Winnipeg or what was made overseas um, because we, we use the same fabric and findings. As well, we actually have full runs of um, um, most of our heavier insulated garments um, really work well here. So we do uh, our insulated coveralls. Uh, we do our moto vests here. Uh, some of them. Um, we do our chore jackets. So, so our heavily heavy, heavier insulated ones. We've done masks here during the pandemic, so we could respond quickly and 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 get those out to people that really need them. Um, so, um, and and then of course there's Tough Duck Black Label, which is our uh, workwear that's elevated label, and that is here made in Canada because that customer wants. Um, you know, a, a, a garment that's made uh, in Canada. I hope I answered that question. No, that was great, Gavin. And so when you're, when you're talking to a new distributor uh, company that's, you know, you're introducing Tough Duck to a new distributor, um, what do you want them to know about Richley? What's important for a distributor of promotional products in Canada to know about your company and your products? Well, great. Um, well, first of all, um, the uh, um, I would say about twenty-five-ish percent, a bit more than that, uh, of our of our branded Tough Duck business is actually in the promotional industry. Jonathan, it's a huge number. Um, so we, we we take the channel really seriously, and and I think the most important thing um, um, for that promo customer is inventory. And the fact is, is that we're an inventory house. 
Um, we, we have here in Winnipeg approximately 450,000 square feet. Um, and that's, that's also including, you know, there's some ceiling space, quite a bit of ceiling space there, so we can stack it high. But we've got quite a bit of inventory, and, and, and that is the key. Um, for that promo customer, um, and promo customers are not one, you know, an, a, inventory does not suit that model. Um, we, ha- we, we are the ones that hold that inventory. So that's the number one first thing. We're an in-stock house and we're there for you when, when you have those orders. When, when that plumbing company calls and needs those 20 or 50 or, or 1,000 garments, uh, we have them and we're able to ship them uh, very quickly. So that's the first and most important. Second thing about Tough Duck is um, it's, it's, it's quality. Um, the first the, the, the first point of any anything about sustainability and uh, today is quality. So um, although we have a very very great price, um, you know, on our one of our best selling freezer jackets, our quilted freezer jacket, which is a huge item in the promotional industry, um, it's at a really really good price. And 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 as a matter of fact, we're holding that price. Um, until January, we, we, with all the supply chain pressures that we had, um, we decided that that wouldn't be fair, um, to raise that, um, before the season is over, give everybody a chance to grab it, um, at the price that they were quoted at the beginning of the year, unlike some of our other suppliers or, or competitors out there. So we're, we're very fair. We, we, we understand uh, the importance of market value. So we, we, we didn't just stick a price increase in the middle uh, of the year, um, or anything. So that's respect for for our dealers and, and, and our, our promo customers and 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 and, and it's quality so so we're very proud of our quality our ykk zippers our uh, our insulations the way we sew the way we make um it's incredible our sizing i mean we're able to fit you know we've got sizes from extra small all the way up to 5xl and more great variety we have everything from um you can buy a, a hat a knitted hat or a toque uh for you know for under 10 bucks uh some of them are almost five bucks um or you could buy yourself a tough duck black jacket that uh, could run you um you know four hundred dollars wholesale so there's a huge breadth of products that, that 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 we have that everybody can satisfy whatever whatever customer needs and then finally um jonathan it's really our culture it, it, it's who we are as a company we're we're a community minded we're we're extremely ethical and and we're, we're, we're good people to do business with and and we treat our people our suppliers and our community um you know very very seriously and gavin so when you work with your promotional products uh distributors what are, what are the trends you're seeing with with them and and that part of your business are there some things that are changing that uh, you'd like to share with everybody well, I think what I mentioned earlier is probably the number one is that um, if you don't have every single piece for the entire order, then actually that entire order is lost. So as I mentioned for that plumbing company, to use that example, those 20 people in that plumbing company, if I only deliver 19 pieces, that whole order is nothing. You're not going to leave that one employee without a jacket. That's not fair today. So, so being complete um, and inclusive, um, really, really important. Uh, the next thing is is that um, a, a big a big move in in in, in what we would call um, you know in, in uniform and I don't mean uniform in terms of a pant or a shirt, but that could be a freezer jacket like a quilted black jacket um, with a really nice decoration of the company on the left chest, or it could be the name as well, or a bit of safety or reflective, so that that today companies uh, their image is more and more important. So that's why your order needs to be complete from the supply 
amplifier. Decoration is more and more important. Names are more and more important to, to really solidify that, um, uh, that professionalism. And then safety. So that, that includes reflective elements, whether it's a high-vis garment itself or an enhanced uh, this garment. Um, that's another trend we're seeing where, you know, everybody thinks about high visibility uh, safety as, as what you see on the streets, those orange or yellow uh, vests with stripes on them. That's now, if you look at our catalog and our website, you'll see um, all kinds of products that have just little tiny bits of reflective, little little nice elements that are, that are well-placed. So it's not a big X on the back, um, but it, it, it does add an element of safety to, to that promo uh, to that promo customer. Um, and the other trend is, um, I think headwear is a big one. Uh, our knit cap is getting embroidered and, and sent out like, uh, like I've never seen before. Um, and, and it's, it's especially over during the pandemic and, and with Christmas parties, not quite the way they used to be. Um, we're finding more and more, um, are looking for corporate gifts instead of having that, uh, that event. Well, great. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And as a company that works both with retailers and distributors of promotional products, how does you, how does the conversations, the the demands of your retail customers, how does that impact the way you work with promotional products companies? Um, well, they're they're actually uh, two two completely separate streams. Um, um, what's, uh, you know, and I think I should have mentioned that one of the other trends, um, that we've done is many, many of our tough duck, uh, clothing products, uh, now have embroidery zippers, uh, more and more so. Uh, so you'll find a, a very, uh, well-placed embroidery zipper, um, in those garments, um, in order to, uh, have the best looking decoration. And, and those garments are also going into retail as well. So, um, you know, there's that acceptance that, that decoration is, is, is going, you know, is going through all channels. Um, but they are two different, two different types of, uh, two different types of channels because promo people, um, the promo industry tends to be quite immediate and at once, uh, and very fourth quarter, uh, driven. Um, where retail um, is more of a repeat business, it requires a lot of planning. Um, it usually requires more, um, a little bit more engagement. Because really, um, when it comes to promo customers, we're one amongst many suppliers, uh, many different commodities. Where our retailers tend to be a bit more focused and specialized in apparel. So, Gavin, one of the things that uh, you know, when I think of your company, and I, you know, being from Winnipeg, I've known of your company for a long time, although not known a lot about it. Uh, is thinking of what we now call PPE. And I think for a lot of us uh, in the world, you know, outside of promotional products, uh, PPE was a new phrase, but um, PPE is not a new phrase for you. So what has, uh, what has the pandemic meant for your company uh, and, and PPE? How has that changed for, for you over the last almost two years? Well, it, it, just as you said, Jonathan, the, the term PPE itself, personal protective equipment, um, we've been in the PPE business here at Tough Duck for over 15 years. Um, however, um, when the pandemic hit, PPE took on a whole new meaning. So what we now in, you know, internally call medical PPE and, and industrial PPE, we make industrial PPE. Um, but um, we, we, we also made masks. Uh, because of our domestic factory, uh, we were able to uh, to get masks um, into the community. Uh, we actually made scrubs um, into the um, um, for the uh, regional health authority. Uh, I think we actually delivered it in early April. And if you think about it, the pandemic hit about uh, March 
14th or 15th here in Winnipeg. So within three weeks, we were able to deliver um, uh, medical PPE, which are scrubs and uh, and masks. Um, but masks became a, a huge business for us um, because of the experience that we had um, working with the regional health authority here in Manitoba. Um, we actually found out that that we had some scrub material in stock here that we were using for pockets, believe it or not. Um, and we took that scrub material, which makes a fantastic mask. And uh, for a very, you know, and, and our mask is sold literally over a million units and, and is, uh, has been a, a very, very well-accepted mask. So that, that, that's been good for us in the pandemic. But as well, um, um, we're an inventory house. And right now, um, the supply chain due, due to the pandemic is, is, is all, as everybody on this call, I'm sure knows, or this podcast, I'm sure is aware that the supply chain is under huge challenges due to COVID. And um, um, we've been able to manage through that. And, and that's one thing the pandemic has done for us is today, you know, in a, in a financial metric, um, our purchases are up over 50% today because we have to say, stay so far ahead of all the challenges uh, that are out there. But really, Jonathan, um, the pandemic uh, has been a strong, uh, strong for us business-wise. There's been a lot of demand for safety product, a lot of demand uh, for safety vests, um, a lot of infrastructure still needs to be done. Construction never stopped, um, and then us being in stock also really helped. And then, honestly, last fourth quarter of 2020, uh, the promo industry was very strong for us because of the lack of Christmas parties and a lot of people using uh, corporate gifts. So, in general, the pandemic has been. Um, has been strong for business. Uh, we've kept safe and healthy here, thank God and thank goodness, um, and um, and standing behind our customers at the same time. Well, great. So let let's switch gears. Um, the uh, there's been a lot of things in the news, and and I think a lot of Canadians have been learning more about uh, our Indigenous community and the atrocities in Canada that have impacted our Indigenous community for for too long. Um, you made a move to to support the indigenous community going into September 30th and Orange uh, Shirt Day. Can you can you talk to us a bit about you know how that happened and, and what you're doing with the indigenous communities in Canada? Definitely. Thanks. Thanks, John. Um, so I, I think it's important that um, um, that that we we acknowledge uh, and 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 really I think the, the most important thing we found out at our company was how little uh, we knew. Um, how much we had to learn, um, how much we needed to listen, and and by no means um, are like like there's there's so much of a gap uh, that I have personally and we have in our um, in our company, and and we made a, a commitment to to learn and to listen uh, more to the indigenous community about what's happened in the past and 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 how to help. Uh, help reconciliation and what our role is in, in healing. So, so the first thing to admit is is we do have a problem that that we are not um, we are not knowledgeable and we have a lot to learn. Uh, second thing is is that um, uh, I have learned that business can can affect change. Um, we've always been um, heavily involved in the community in our in our company, but. Uh, we learned through our mask, um, our mask community efforts when we when we first made our masks and donated them to to the organizations most in need um, last last April in 2020. Um, what impact, serious impact we can have. So um, this was this came from um, um, an individual in our company, Bob Axelrod, who who runs our our PPE and safety high visibility division. And, and Bob also, uh, Bob comes from um, um, a family of, of uh, he's a, holo- um, his, 
his uh, his uh, relatives are Holocaust survivors, and um, uh, Bob, you know, never really understood what was going on uh, with the Indigenous community and reached out um, to an Indigenous artist uh, named Isaiah, and Isaiah and and us collaborated on a orange shirt, an orange high vis safety shirt um, that we embroidered with Isaiah's fantastic artwork. Um, we wanted to be extremely sensitive about this. So um, this was about Isaiah. This was about reconciliation. And, and therefore, uh, these shirts uh, with Isaiah's artwork decorated on them are not for sale. Uh, we wanted to make sure that this was not a commercial transaction. Um, and what we did is we made these orange high visibility shirts available uh, to any service organization in Canada that could use them. And, um, and we got uh, some incredible uh, lots and inundated with requests. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they're almost uh, finished production. We're just getting sizes from all of our agencies and we'll be shipping them out uh, probably in the next two weeks uh, after that campaign. So we're going to be able to take Isaiah's uh, design, um, um, Every Child Matters, on these orange safety shirts and give them to service organizations that matter. So we're going to make sure that that uh, those that use them are as safe and and seen as possible, as well as being able to um, uh, educate and learn and and work with Isaiah on uh, reconciliation. Well, it's a, it's a great story. And, I, and Gavin, I think I'm like you and, and many Canadians have a lot to learn. So it's inspiring to see how your company has, is, you know, is getting involved with that and learning, using this as an opportunity to learn and to give back all at the same time. Thank you. Thank you. It's all about Isaiah and, uh, and learning for sure. So what's, what's next for the company as you look to the future? Well, thanks for asking, Jonathan. Um, it's uh, really, um, you know, you asked about what's happened during the pandemic and uh, many of our competitors uh, have not managed the supply chain in the same way. Um, many, um, many in our industry uh, are short on inventory. Some have chosen to only um, uh, service their uh, web direct customers and have perhaps abandoned um, some of their uh, some of the, the customers that got them to where they are. Um, so for us, um, we are seeing some incredible growth and incredible market share, and we want to just keep up that momentum. My grandfather had a a great saying, which is you don't need a new joke, you need a new audience. And, and here at Tough Talk, we have some incredible product. Uh, more and more people now are, 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 are buying it, more, more retailers, more promo companies, more distributors are, are looking at Tough Talk, realizing what an incredibly uh, comfortable, high quality um, and, and incredible line that it is. And, um, and we just have to keep up our momentum. Uh, we're putting in a new ERP system right now, so we're, um, which, is, which is a fancy word for a new computer and IT system. Um, we we want to embrace technology. We want to be able to service our customers even better, double down on our, on our inventory, double down on our product development. Um, we, just, we just launched uh, our brand new 2022 catalog about a month ago. Uh, it's our largest catalog that we have in our 82-year history. Uh, we have over 40 new products, and uh, we just got some awesome momentum with, with an awesome team here. We just want to continue and get Tough Talk on more people and tell more people about it, and the more people that discover it, um, we can grow from there. 
Well, great. Well, Gavin, thanks so much for sharing your story with me and with all of us today. Uh, it's great to to learn a little bit more about the history of, of my own city and, and a company you know here in Winnipeg. But um, I appreciate you taking the time to share some of the trends and some of the things you're working on. And I, and I hope people are inspired by what your company uh, and in your community is doing with with the Indigenous communities of Canada because I think there's some important lessons for all of us there. Jonathan, thank you very much. Um, again, we we so value um, your your support of the PPAC. We we so value the the promo industry and. and and everything that they do and, and we're here to serve and um and i mentioned uh we've got about four hundred and fifty thousand square feet of warehouse space it's full of inventory so uh we're ready to serve great well gavin thanks so much for joining us and everybody thanks for listening to promocast canada we appreciate your time and joining us thanks very much everybody thanks for listening to promocast canada stay tuned for future episodes featuring more of canada's promo leaders 